everyone. I'm Smugo Lamini, and I'm here with Pure Kumede. How are you guys doing? We're very happy to be back uh, after some crazy reviews. We've been being told that this is actually something that's actually quite enjoyable. We were just doing because, you know, something new and exciting. And it turns out that we're doing pretty good. So we're just going to, you know, ride this train, keep it going. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. And yeah. Yeah, we are. How's your, how's your week? Yeah, so we're kind of like happy that you guys were engaging. And, you know, like we said before, you guys need to tell us what you want to hear about Taiwan. We can tell you all the nitsy-gritsies of everything, but, you know, you guys can let us know. And I know last time I said that, but I didn't say how. So you can catch us on Facebook by our names and you'll find us there. You can just send your requests in and we'll be more than happy to speak about it. And, yeah, you asked me about my week. My week was fine. Yeah, dealing with COVID this side, but I think Taiwan is doing such an incredible job with trying to yeah. keep everyone safe, you know, they're keeping us at home. We're all now working. Well, as you all know, we're teachers, so we're doing online teaching from work, and as soon as the situation gets worse, we will be doing it from home. And yeah, so it's been a... What can I say? Educating week because, you know, we've never it's taught online before. So we're learning how to do it, how the kids' behavior changes when they're online and from when they're in class. To I don't be know. fair, it only changes because their parents are right there next to them. So now all that <laughs> hooligan act they like to do in the classroom <laughs> and mess around, they can't do it no more because their mom and dad is right there. But it also gives us a little bit of pressure as well because the parents are now like wondering what are these foreign um foreign teachers teaching them and i don't want i didn't actually want to say black people but you never know sometimes they like to just ask wonder like hmm can they really speak proper english you know you know as much as they're native speakers but can they really speak english or maybe the kid doesn't even practice at home so the parents are like hmm so is it maybe the way the teacher is teaching, you know? Yeah. So there's always those things. But I'm actually quite happy that the parents also get to deal with, you know, having their own kids next to them. Because most of the time, parents in Taiwan, like, everyone's always working. The people, the Taiwanese people, guys, they are hardworking people. Yeah, they are always working. Like, I always ask friends, I'm like, when do you actually rest? Because I feel like us Western Western African people, yes, we also work very hard. Don't get me wrong. We work very, very hard. But we work hard and we also play hard. We know how to have fun. We also know that we should have rest. What? We do. I don't play hard. Oh, I... well, Speedway doesn't play hard. <laughs> so what? You have Taiwanese now. No, I work hard and I just come home and I relax. But that's cause... the thing. Taiwanese people, relaxing doesn't, you know, bring them money. Yeah, I guess so. And they more, you know, money is more important. They That's just want to work hard for their families and, you know. And they don't explain how they get their money, too. That's also another thing, which is fine because, you know, we all have our own ways of getting their bread. So, uh, I mean, we've, we've met uh, a lot of, you know, wealthy Taiwanese people and, you know, they, they have their own ways of, of employment and everything like that. And we admire them. So we always 
ask, you know, how do you do it, you know, and of course, not to be rude or anything, they just, you know, they like to keep to themselves their own business, and in case we may be poaching or, or jumping into a But territory. I think in general, there are people, like their personalities, there are people that like to keep to themselves. That's true. Like, you, you hardly get Taiwanese people, you know, super social, super everywhere. Yeah. You know, they always like to, they're very reserved people. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to that, I was just explaining how I was happy that, you know, the kids, because the parents are always at work. So I was happy that during this time, the parents are actually now at home with their kids. At least they get to engage in that way. Because when we're in the classroom with the kids, sometimes we talk. And most most kids don't even know their parents. They just know their parents because they ask for something, you know, because the parents are always at work. So I'm actually happy that the kids are now, you know, building a relationship with their parents. And the parents can see how and what they learn at school because now they have to be with them next to the computer. By force and by power. That's what's happening. They're there. They have to be there, right there. Yeah, but it's only, what, for two weeks or maybe a maybe month, three. perhaps? Maybe three or four, Just yeah. Just depending on yeah, the we'll virus. See. Would you actually enjoy staying at home than going to work and actually teaching them, in, you know, in fire right in front of you? Or I don't know. Okay, well, like, how I feel about this whole thing, it's kind of, hmm, I, I thought about it already, but I'm kind of like, when you're a teacher, you need that engagement, you know? And with online teaching... I've, I felt like, I don't know if you felt the same, but ever since we've been teaching online, the class time runs so quickly and you're like, where did time go? Whereas when you're in the classroom, it's like, ah, this lesson's not finishing. Right. Exactly. So I just feel like with this online thing, we don't get much time to engage with the students like individually. Because when we're in class, at least you get to walk around and, and check on each student to check, oh, have you done your work? And another thing that I'm finding difficult with this online thing is that, you know, you get, like with my kids, when I walk around and I make sure that their handwriting is neat and all of that. But on the internet, it's kind of difficult to... Because you had to ask them to put the... Exactly. Put the right by the and I, I always ask them to put it by the camera, but then sometimes I can't really see. But as long as that I see, you know, there's writing there. I don't know what the writing says, but I can see there's writing. Then I'm like, okay. But I mean, like, stuff like checking their sentences and stuff. It's a little bit difficult to do it online. Now, I'm going to ask you, because, I mean, you've been a teacher longer than I have. Um, and you know, we, you know, in order to get the job here, we had to go through a teacher's course, the TEFL, in order to come and teach. And TEFL, yeah. what does it stand for again? Uh, teaching English as a Foreign Language. That's the one. So now, in that program, does it actually teach you how to teach online, or you just have to figure it out as you go? Uh, no, it does not tell you how to teach online. The TEFL program, or the TEFL course, is 120 hours. Well, you, you can actually choose which course you want to do. I did the 120 hours, because that's the minimum required to teach in a, in a foreign country. And they just mainly uh, check and teach you like the verbs, the nouns, the different full stops, punctuations, you know, yeah. and they check if you can actually conduct a lesson. Can you make a lesson plan for the kids to be able to learn in a, you know, a 60 minute class? So they right. give you like different options, topics for the class, and they want to see your, your course material, like the one, cause you have to create your own lesson plan. You have to, yes, your lesson plan. You have to create your own course. They, they want to see, okay, with the given age group, can you give work? That is what that will suit the different age group, right? Yeah, so they don't really focus on the online learning, so they just want to teach you about classroom. 
classroom management yes. and all that. Do you yes. think that you would have benefited from this if you actually did this, you know, back in South Africa in the teaching style that you did there compared to how you did it here? I think so. But I think most people, as you know, when I was teaching in South Africa, I was not a qualified teacher. I was a music teacher. I was qualified in music. Right. But I feel like each teacher, whether it's in music or whether you're teaching business, I feel, because most teachers that teach in primary schools have to do their education uh, degree, right? Right. So I feel each teacher, whether you're doing business or music, you should undergo this process of being taught teaching English. Not necessarily as a foreign language, but teaching English or teaching classroom management. Yeah. You should be taught how to manage a classroom. Yeah. It's very important because, I mean, you go and study a business course, you'll study your business, but... When you teach business to kids, you don't know how to manage the class. Right. So I feel it's very important. So it should be like a teaching lesson more, well, in general, just teaching how to teach in different aspects. Yeah, so I feel like even if you study business or, and then you, you want to, you know, go into the, the teaching field, it should be a course that's required that you do before you start teaching. And I think in that course, because I, I did the same thing as well it touched based on different styles of teaching because um, you have different kinds of students. You have ones that are slow, ones that are super fast. Um, me personally, growing up, I was not fast. I was very disruptive. I just wanted to go outside and play. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was not in... My head was not there. You know, I remember my teacher's math teacher, my English teacher, my my what? My architect teacher. You know, I'm always looking outside like, what? What, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. So how were you in class, you know, back in... Yo, why are you taking are you? me back? You are probably why like, what? taking me back? Class clown? What were you? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you said it. The I one think... who sings in class all the time? Because you sing all the time here. In the shower, when you're in the scooter. when You well. wa- you don't even watch a movie. We're watching a movie. A nice movie. Like, I'm, t- I'm telling you. We can watch American Gangster, we can watch Farts Gump, we can watch whatever. And she's like, busy talking, talking, talking. Because Yo. I'm trying to get information because I, I lose concentration very easily. Yeah. So I feel the need to ask all the time. Even in school, I asked questions all the time. The teacher would explain something, but I would still ask. That's just me. You know me. I ask all the time. So, because I lose concentration easily. Yeah. But I remember at school, I I was a good student. I was really good. Yes, I used to laugh a lot. Like, Did you get I, in trouble? <laughs> I, you can be a good student, but I mean, it's okay. I got in trouble too. I mean... Not bad trouble. You know, there's different types of trouble. So, what's the worst kind of trouble? Uh-oh. Police showing up? That's no, why would police come all the way? Uh, you know, of something I did. People, or no, that's just the scenario. The scenario. No, the I worst think kind of I trouble. think what got me into trouble was my honesty. Like you know me, I'm blunt. I say things like they are. What did you say? I can't remember. I didn't just say one thing. I used to just you know say. I used to just call things out the way that they are. And, you know, that got me into trouble. To the teachers or to the the I feel like, you know, obviously at at the younger age, you know, I I couldn't say it to the teachers. But as I grew up, yes, I I did, you know. Yeah. Just tell it like it is. I didn't talk back, but I I, I just say it like it is. And that just comes from your personality and growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I was more reserved. I, you know, kids to myself, but... Looking back, yo, I wish I wish I had a pair. Like I could say a lot more, but it's okay. We all live and we learn, we grow up and we evolve. But 
Yeah. Yeah, man. But anyways, today's topic, oh my word, we're only talking about today's topic now. But today's topic, we wanted to actually talk about, I think we can just continue about the education because we're actually going there. But I want to find out because we spoke to you guys last time about our journey, how we got here. And now we wanted to talk to you guys about what happened when we got here. So, like, how was our daily routine? What did we do? Because I'm sure you're wondering, okay, we went to Taiwan, you know, well, what do we do even now? So, sadly, when we (laughs) came to Taiwan, we stayed in a one-bedroom. Now, the rooms here, I'm going to describe. How can you describe the size? How do you describe a place without bashing the place? Like, I don't know. How do I put it this way? Just one room. Like, one room. But now you're trying to explain to Mutonga was in one room. In one room. You can say, you can say the room is equivalent to the size of a garage space with balcony and bathroom included. That is your room, I would say. A car could fit in that place and that's it. (laughs) There's not, I mean, I'm not, I'm trying to be nice, but that's, that's it. Like, bruh. Yeah. What you see is what you get, and you and that's exactly what we paid for. It was it was very fairly cheap. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, and you know we spent what three months, four months there. No, and it was six months almost. Can't be. It no was way. almost. Almost so after okay. But well, yeah, at, anyways, while you still uh, like on the pricing stuff, the stuff here in Taiwan, guys, yo, everything is quite affordable. I think you mentioned that last week. Like the 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 cost of living yeah. is is quite affordable. Yeah, like it's very yeah. very affordable. Medical bills. Talking about medical bills. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry we're jumping all over the show with our topics. But uh, remember, I took out my wisdom teeth. All four. All four of them. Wisdom teeth, guys. Same time. No. Same problem. time. No pain. I could no, go to work the, the day you after. To sleep. You just. I like, did not swell. I probably just swelled. Like I got swollen. Like. You know, a little well, after, bit. Like after, yeah, the... I'd say your swelling went down after a good two hours, but then after that, you were good to go. You went to and class. all of this, I paid two hundred, one hundred rand. Well, you pay like okay, so rand. the exchange rates um, from this day or from that day, it's now every rand is worth fifty NT or Taiwanese dollars. Yeah. So if we pay something that is two hundred dollars here, it is one hundred rands there. So literally down the middle. So she paid 100 rand to remove four of her wisdom teeth. That's her equivalency, and that's crazy. Yeah. No putting her to sleep, nothing, and then that's it. Even medication is also covered. Mm. That boom, the, bam, the national thank you, ma'am. health insurance yeah. is quite good. Like even yesterday when you got your meds, like antibiotics, guys, we paid 20 new yes. dollars and 20. That's what 10 rand. Yes. For all of them, I'm talking about my antibiotics. It's you take four times a day for like four days and you pay 10 rand for it. So yeah, it's it's quite great. Yeah. Med- yeah. Medical life here is great. I, and anyway, so do you... It makes me feel like, you know, I can just, you know, break my leg and know that, oh, don't worry, it's just going to cost me 100 rand to get it fixed. Surgery and everything, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, do you remember what happened? Like, can you just walk us through your your daily routine for when you arrived? So, we're still describing the room we stayed in. And can you tell us how you got to work and, you know, your, your daily routine? Yeah. So, touch, touch. Um, so, like I said, um, 
when I arrived, first she was working already for a good month or so. So when I got here, um, I was, you know, visiting and, you know, I didn't do much in the first week or so. But um, when I wanted to eat, you just go downstairs to a local, you know, 7-Eleven or a family mart. Those are the convenience stores and you can get, you know, your bread. You can get, you know, ready, ready to but cook everything meal. everything is processed. Processed, yeah. Well, you know, I gained so much weight. Yeah, you know, and it has lots of oil in it as well. So mm. that's the downside of it. A lot of processed oil. Because that at the time, we didn't even have an oven we didn't have a stove. We didn't nope. have a kitchen. We didn't have a it kitchen, was just period. just one room, we did literally not... with a, a Small bathroom. garage. Can like... you describe the bathroom for them? I don't so know. So they understand some of the bathrooms. It's not all bathrooms because the place we're staying in now is more, it's more Western. Well, yeah, we're just modern, talking about where we Where we stayed, were, where we yeah. First so, so can you explain? The bathroom was, was very tiny. I would say because there's no sink, there's no kitchen. It's just, you know, a room with a bed and the bathroom. So, of course, it was, you know, closed off, and this bathroom was like, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It was just like a big tube where they put a big hole for the door, and you have the toilet, and then you have the sink right next to it. I think now, the best description for it, you know, the, in South Africa, not actually in South Africa, even here, when you're doing construction work, and then you have the outside toilet, the, you, the plastic, you, 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 it, you, is, you. it was almost like that, but the difference is it was a little bit bigger. Because it had a sink, but literally it was the toilet and <laughs> your uh, face. <laughs> that is actually quite true. I didn't think of it like exactly. that. Exactly. Because it even even the, the plastic the outside. They call it a porta potty or something like that. Yo, yo, yo. It's exactly like that, but it's just fitted into your room. Plastic. Although our okay, first of all, those those things smell bad. Ours was clean. Yes. Clean. Promise you. But this one wasn't the outside. But one, the thing so is, of course, yeah, it wasn't the outside. But now the thing is, because we didn't have a sink, that the actual one, the, the little sink there, was the one that we used to wash our dishes, to brush, we, our, to teeth. brush our teeth, to comb our hairs, to do makeup, or put that hair, the what, wig on, all that stuff. That was huh? that was it. I put my wig on the sink in this pew. You need, there was a mirror there. <laughs> There's a mirror. You go there, you look at yourself, and they fall in the drain, and then there, then you're using it. Am oh, I wrong? Let's drop it. Okay. But anyway, I'm only saying it because she knows that I, I, I don't really particularly like ah. wigs. But I like, because she has, right now, she has natural hair on. She's studying dreads. So, which I'm 100% for that. But now, that's just another topic because now, I, when we started dating, she was wearing wigs. She was wearing, actually, makeup, makeup for days, wigs for days. Um... Eyebrows on fleek for days. Oh, that's good. I must shine. No, bro, no, bro. You must be natural. Natural. We need to see. You need to look the same way. When you wake up in the morning, that's what we want to see every day. So we know. Uh, uh, But some days. No. There's no some days. No. When you go. No, 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 no. no. I can understand when you're going to church and look nice. You're going off topic. Okay, okay. Tell the people about our life in Taiwan and stop (laughs) having Mona. So you can say, sorry, I have Mona. Sorry, I have Mona. Okay, go. But anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you see, you got me off topic. I don't know. You were describing the bathroom. Okay. The bathroom. Yes, the bathroom was very small. Basically, it was small. Um, it had a small sink, and we used it to shower. When we were done showering, because there's also like a little shower scoop right on the top. So when you, when you use a shower, 
everywhere got wet, of course, then inside. You then you have to wipe everywhere because then, you know, you still have to come inside and brush your teeth or, you know, look at yourself you in the mirror. The, use the toilet as use well. Use the toilet, all that good stuff. So we took turns. Yeah. Do you want to talk? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so a very small place, yeah. And um, I think we were there for like four months. She says that we're here for six, but we can go down the middle and say five months. Um, until one day we went to the city. Now, of course, my daily, you know, my commute to work, I had to take two buses to work. Um, I would take a bus from, because that area we were living in was near the township, or well, well, I would say township, it was or, in the township. It or was in the township, or it was in the country. Country, it's more country, yeah. but town, but country, but also town. We don't know. <laughs> We don't know. Everything was Chinese at the time. We didn't know what's going on. We just yeah, knew that this is our home. So and uh, the funny thing is that, you know, when I was actually arriving, funny, I, mean, I know I'm skipping through lots of topics here, but when I was driving down here for the first time, <laughs> when I arrived, because you arrived in the airport, yes, Taipei, wow, big city. You see the skyscraper, you see Taipei 101, great. We get in the car, we're driving all the way to this place, which is two and a half hours, maybe three hours long. And when you were driving, you're seeing all these amazing cities. You're seeing, yes, you see uh, uh, Yilan, you're seeing Taiwan, you're seeing Taichung, you're seeing the lights, the glamour. It's great. It's awesome. And then you take a right turn. And you're going <laughs> somewhere else, the township or the countryside. Nothing is, is nothing wrong with it. It's just that now my expectation is like, whoa, what? Where are you staying? <laughs> like, we're going to stay here? Okay. All right. All right. But yeah, it was fine. It was you know you know took two buses to it work. It was a starter. Exactly. You gotta start somewhere. You all got, in life. You, you always have to start somewhere. You That's can't. True. I think also sometimes you know with God places you in situations to grow you, and so that next time now where we living now we appreciate, we appreciate because now we know it's oh okay actually it could have been like this you know. But if we started here, we probably wouldn't even have the story to tell. Exactly. Yeah. So you said you got you got to work. Yeah, I get to work. Um, also, you know, there's nothing else I can do over here uh, at the time because, you know, um, my preferred field was being a mechanic. And, of course, I didn't know Chinese. So now, you know, these one options, I can be an English teacher, which is fine. I got a job, and in order to get the job, I had to take two bus rides to get there. And like I said, it's no biggie. If, as long as I'm going to get that bread, I'll take three trains, four buses, one scooter. I don't care. <laughs> I'll get it done. As long as I come home and I see that paper in my wallet, and I'm happy. So eventually from that, you know, um, we moved on. Like, we, we, we moved yeah, to, to a, a, a city. A, the city, which is, I would say, what? 10, maybe 15 minutes away from where we were. Yeah. Changwa City, that's where we went to. And it was a stepping stone. It actually moved us up. It elevated us a little bit. We got a bigger apartment. We actually had separate rooms this time. Like an <laughs> actual... bedroom apartment. You know, it was legit. It and had an elevator. It had an elevator Yay. in there. It had a car park, scooter parking. It had a security guard. It was actually... It seemed very, very legit. And it was legit. I mean, everyone was so welcoming. It was nice. Downstairs were lots of food, you know, restaurants, um, again, convenience stores, even a movie theater close by. But now our encounter going into the city, I think the city and the township, because now we are black people. And I'm not trying to make this anything that it is. We're black people. And most people over there haven't really gotten that um, international 
Uh, um, I don't think they'd ever seen black people. Yes, to be honest. basically. Because I remember just my experience, even going on the bus, people were so shocked. Bruh. Like, or maybe they've seen them before, but people were like, oh, a black person next to me. And what did they do? And they took photos. Of so sometimes they they'd act like they're taking a selfie, but then you'd see it. Uh-uh, let's selfie, manje. Why does it Why have my face inside, you know, inside, so yes. much? But you know, and how did you feel about that? Because I know that I felt, at first, I won't lie, I was really, really upset. I was really, really upset. I was not happy with that at all. But you know what? I was like, you know, I I don't have to look at that photo every day. I mean, I don't know why you're taking the photo. But, you know, you just, as you, you learn, you just get to understand. You need to understand the people that stay around you. How did you feel? Um, at first glance, I thought that, you know, they were just goofing off or just playing around. Until, like, lots of people were actually doing it and... It got to, I remember this one time I got off the bus and as I was making my way off the bus, you know, when you get off the bus, you go, you know, go into the center aisle and you make your way to the exit. But this gentleman actually decided that, no, he's going to park off to the side and wait for me to actually come all the way to the exit wow. for him to pop up with his phone and do a young selfie while I'm in the background. I'm like, what? Really? Are we, are we doing this? Yeah. But no, it was fine. I mean, ah. I wasn't really, you know, mad like you were, but, you know, it is what it is. No, but it was upsetting. I mean, the first time, you know, how if someone just comes and takes a photo. I know that there were a lot of people, like when we'd go to the store, they'd just come to me straight away and they'd ask to take a photo Yes, there were some. So I wasn't upset with that because people just came. They're like, oh, can I take a photo? Or people would come. I think that was the concept of just like they're stealing you in a way. They're just stealing a, a, a glimpse of you without actually your permission. So you don't even know what they're going to do with it. Put you on a website yeah. or, you know, or like Facebook. Facebook. Oh. Hey, bro. Yeah. But like, I feel like they were just fascinated. I think it, it was innocent yeah. because uh, people would come to me all the time. Now the people here Curiosity. find braids so fascinating. So they'd come and they'd like tap me or they'd look at me or they'd just stare at my hair. And then I'd ask them, do you want to touch? And then they say, yes, they want to touch. And then I just give them my hair. And then they touch it. Do they and touch? They're, they're so happy. Yeah, they did touch. Some of them did uh, touch. Especially the kids I remember, now. I remember one time someone actually grabbed it. Grabbed your head like you were about that to. That was the one time that one lady she grabbed my hair, but I was like, ah. like you're gonna fall on the floor or something. <laughs> and of course, you know, I know the rule don't touch the lady's hair. And then when I saw this, I was just like, oh, <laughs> it's gonna go down. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but I totally understood it. And as you, I think the one thing that made, if I was not a teacher in Taiwan, I think a lot of things would have really, really you know, made me upset. But I feel that because we have kids that we teach every day, we learn so many things from our kids. The kids would ask me, teacher, why are you so fat? And I'd get so upset. But I learned over time, you know what? Their fat and their their definition of fat and my definition of fat is not the same thing. Because the people here are slim, very, very slim. You hardly get big Taiwanese people. So as soon as they see someone bigger than their slim, it's just considered fat. Correct. And, and where I come from, there's a difference between fat and thick. But when somebody tells me that you're fat, 
that makes me think I'm the biggest person in the world. Yeah. And it used to make me angry. And then I started understanding the kids. I started mm. understanding what they say. And they'd ask me, why is your hair, like when I undo my braids and, you know, I keep my natural hair, like the Afro Yeah. They don't know Afro because their hair is thin. And, you know, you can't stick things in the hair and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So as soon as they see hair, that is just stands there. And, you know, for them, it's crazy. So they come to me and be like, teacher, why is your hair so crazy? Of course, the first time, I'm like, yo, what's the this child saying? Yo, so disrespectful. It's in Nganegi. <laughs> but over time, you learn they mean well and they don't understand. Yeah. So I think it's very, very important to teach kids about culture. Because some of the, the parents at home, they don't, they don't do that. And, you know, it's not their responsibility. It's our responsibility as teachers. Even better, we're here in front of them. We should teach them about culture, different cultures, so that they know. They need to know that, oh, you don't only get small people. You also get big-boned people. Oh, you don't just get thin hair. You get afros. You get different textures, type of hair. You get curly hair. And also religion, too, because they only know yes. one religion. So now when you're actually teaching them about different religions, then they're like, wow. You know, even one day, you know, I don't even know how it got them in there. They were talking about, you know, they're going to go, because they have a holiday of tomb cleaning, they, where they actually go and clean or sweep the tomb. So I said, oh, okay, that must be nice. And then someone else said, no, I don't sweep the tombs because I am... A Christian, but he didn't actually say I'm a Christian. He just put his fingers together to yes, make a cross. Yes. And I was like, oh, you know what that's called? And then he didn't know what it was called. Exactly. And I said, oh, that's, that means you're a Christian. And then, you know, we started talking about it. And yeah. then other kids like, oh, I know. I've seen, I've seen. Because yeah. there actually are some churches in Taiwan. Because we have missionaries that come from all over the world to actually teach mm-hmm. the word of the Bible. And it's, it's amazing. And some of the kids just don't know what they're actually doing or don't know the different yeah. religions. But I guess... Because now we're introducing it in an English language, then they get to know what the direct translation is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also had that encounter before where um, a kid came to me and we were just talking. I think he saw my necklace. I have a necklace that's a cross. And then the kid is like, oh, teacher, me too. I'm Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? I heard that one too. I'm he Jesus. Said, I'm Jesus. I'm like, what? He's like, me too. I'm this. I'm like, oh, you're a Christian. I'm like, like, yo, what? be careful. You I'm like, say yeah, that. if you're this, so I showed them the sign. I'm like, if you're this, it means you're a Christian. So you don't go and say you're Jesus. Imagine that. <laughs> that was funny. So I think it's, it's just those things. But, you know, we all have, like, different lesson plans that the school provides. But I personally, by all means, try and adjust the timetable so that I do fit in all these things. Because I feel... Education shouldn't just be education by the books, but we, we need to teach our children how to be streetwise, how to survive in the world. Just general knowledge. Just general knowledge. How to survive manners. in the world. Manners. Actually, manners. Actually, manners. We shouldn't teach them manners. They should really get manners. But some parents are not always around because they're always busy. So yes. they, they're not always helping out in that department. So when they come to our classes, that's when you're like, all right. We gotta teach you some manners from manners yeah. 101, and it gets real up in there. But you know, <laughs> it gets real. Like, yeah. So yeah, going back to the topic, aren't we jumping know. No, off? Bro. This is this is our podcast. We can talk about the sun, the moon, the stars. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, my experience for me, I think I had it easier than you did. Like Why just in terms of getting to work. 
I didn't oh, have yeah. to travel far at all. Like, I had to walk. It was a 30-minute walk from home. So I just walked to work, and I came back. If it's raining, I take the umbrella and walk. But some days, because there are no pedestrian lanes here. I don't know why, but there's no pedestrian lanes. So when you're walking, you need to be extra, extra careful because there's cars the speeding road, all the time. And you're walking on the road. So some days I wouldn't, like especially when it's raining, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't walk. I'd take the bus because sometimes the buses would drive past and splash me with water. And then I get to work so wet and upset. So yeah, yeah. got to work 30 minutes. And yeah, we spent a lot of hours at work those days. And Klampe leave the house at 12 and then you're back home by 10 p.m. Because you guys need to understand that the schools here in Taiwan, so they have the normal schools. They have public schools and they have private schools. And then they have what we call a cram school. In Chinese, cram school is Bushi known ban. as... Can you say it properly? Bushiban. Bushiban. They're called bushibans, yes. So these cram schools, they mainly focus... It's like an after-school program where they learn a specific subject. So at school, you learn all your subjects, but at a cram school, you learn a specific subject. And that's where we work. And that's where most foreign teachers work. They work in um, cram schools. Some foreigners, they work in kindergarten schools, uh, which is a nine-to-five job. And some foreigners that are qualified. So if you have your, your certificate, your degree in education, you go and work at a public school or a private school of your choice. Yeah. But I think, uh, all in all, salary-wise, it's all plus-minus the same. Yeah. There are no major differences because you're still teaching. But, yeah, we worked at a cram school, and the hours, it's more hours. We, get, we got paid hourly, but some, some places you also get paid salary. a salary. Yeah. But, yeah, which one do you prefer? Um, and why? I'll be honest with you. I think I like hourly because I feel like the work that you put in is the one you're going to get out. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to work a lot of hours. I think there was a couple of times where I even came in on a Saturday. And, you know, at the end of the week, I would have about, what, 40 hours or 35 hours. And it was a good a good amount of money. And, of course, we used it towards, you know, our, our, our future. And, um, but, yeah, salary is also okay. I have nothing wrong with it. But I just feel like... You know, you can always, like, call in sick or you can miss a couple of days and then, whoa, you still get your same amount of money. But I guess it, it just depends on what's in your contract and what's not. Just mine was just the hours you work, yeah. you get paid. No work, no pay. Yeah. Simple. No work, no pay. Yeah. I, I prefer both. It's, it doesn't matter to mm-hmm. me. As long as you're still bringing home the bread, I think that's okay with me. But, yeah. Going back to uh, telling you guys about a cram school. So we spent most of our time there. So obviously, like I said, cram school probably start, the classes started like one and then you finish your last class. I know in the countryside, the last class finishes like 9.30 p.m. But now that we're living in the city, uh, the classes like by eight o'clock, all the classes are done. But then if you'd like in your own private time, you could do some private tutoring and, you know, do more work. It's really, really up to you. But everything is quite convenient and quite fe- flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yes. Uh, do you want to talk about the food here? What did you eat when you were at work? Oh, but you weren't even finished. Like, eventually you got a scooter, didn't you? Oh, yeah. 
I forgot about that. Okay, then eventually I got a scooter. Yo, yo, yo. And that scooter story, I don't know why I do things all the time, risky things and things I've never thought I'd do. And then I do them like, I can actually do it. But when you always tell me about it, oh, we should go, what, skydiving? I'm like, no, I'd never skydive. And then next thing I skydive, I'm like, ah, I did it. So, yeah, he said we should probably get a scooter. And I was like, ah, no, a scooter, it's dangerous, you know, and all that. But eventually, I tried it out, and then I had to go do my test because, you know, I like to do things the legal way. I think it's better that way. Yeah. And I decided to go do the test. I think for me, that was so challenging because the road signs and everything, almost everything is in Chinese. So I had to, like, learn. But I feel that uh, doing the K-53... Helped me a lot. <laughs> K fifty three. I will never forget K fifty three because there's no K fifty three in Taiwan. By no, there the way. isn't. There is no K fifty three. They know what I mean by that. What do you mean there is no K fifty three? Because Sounds I don't know. Like... I think I think because I didn't I didn't do the test like you did. Because um, I just used I transferred my my South driver's South. license or African license and I just transferred it here. And she went the proper way to actually go do the test, do the course, and then get the license, done. Me, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to transfer everything. Boom, bam, thank you, man, done. But now I was, I was looking at her papers that she was doing, and they were almost identical. But the thing is, there is no, like, training course. There's no, like, helping... Uh, like driving uh, school. Driving school to but help we've, you. We've seen this it's, here, though, yeah, now, but, but in the countryside... Yo, bro... Nah, nah, not really, not really. And you know, it it it, it it's, it's a bad thing because you know accident rates here are just every day there's an accident. I'm Especially not s- with scooters, scooters, with cars, and it's just I think I don't know. I don't I don't want to say because they're not paying attention, but it could also be that because I've never actually I've never witnessed an accident, but I've always driven past plenty of them and. Who knows what happens? I have no idea what happens. They just hit but people. But you see where my fears came from. Yeah, like, no. Of getting a scooter. That's true. But anyways, and then I did my test. Uh, you get to do the written. I did the written one. And then I did the, the, the scooter riding test. And I was so shook, actually, after I did it. I didn't even know. The lady was like, okay, cool. You're good. <laughs> what i didn't even i thought i made a mistake somewhere and the lady's just like no cool you're good and I was, who taught you how to ride by the way okay everyone i'd like to say speedway helped me to drive he helped me the thing is morning listen Kappa thing, I appreciate okay okay. Hello, I'm okay, okay continue okay let me appreciate you he helped me i got my scooter license to wake up every morning He'd take me to, they had like a little ground thing where it has like exactly practice how, ground, practice ground. ground, yeah, where you, you practice the, the riding the scooter. The road markings and the, on the road and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, you have to like balance on the scooter for like, how far? Um, you have to go in a straight line. You have to be going less than 20 um, yes, kilometers an hour. 20 or 10, one of the two. And you have to go in a straight, narrow plane without moving off that yeah, lane. Yeah, side by side. You must just yes, balance. It has to be straight. It has and to be then straight. you must curve. For seven seconds. And then, in Akuzan, you check yeah. your side Ooh. mirrors. And in Akuzan, blind spot. <laughs> blind spot. Mirror, mirror, blind, mirror, spot. Mirror, blind spot. But they, there's no such thing as mirror. <laughs> no, it's no just like, look. Just They tell you, look, look. And then, yeah. 
But, but yeah, um, and then yeah, I got my license. Thank you so much, Spear, for training. It was it was just you know I mean it was easy for me because I always I I like riding bikes. That was my thing. Dad, you know, taught us how to ride bikes. Mom was unhappy about that, but you know you, you just gotta throw fear. I think aside as a mother, I'd also be worried if my kid wants to venture, especially boys. Like you guys like fast things. Boys are meant to go out and just get rugged and just play in the dirt and just you know look. Now, when growing up, I think when did you start learning how to drive a car? Yo. What age? Maybe 17. But I mean, I, I learned from friends first before sure. I learned from... But you were also... You grew up in a town, I guess, because not a city. It was a town, Richard yeah. Bay. So when when I was growing up, it was there... Um, where was it? In Selin. Because there's no... You know, yes, we do have police, but it's not, you know, monitored. So I was fortunate enough to actually start learning how to drive from, like, age 13. So you just, like, put you in the car and put gear on and go. And you just go wherever. But yeah, no, it was fine. And then she got her test. She was happy. I was happy, you know. But yeah, it was it was a really good time. It was a good time. Yeah. So yeah, that's where our story ends up on how what happened when we got here. So we just like experimented, tried new things like trying new foods and you know like stinky tofu, tofu. I know you hate that. Yeah. No. Um, you can smell it from far away. Yeah. No, it's true. It's literally called stinky tofu. Stinky tofu for a reason. Yeah. It's stinky. But apparently it's, it's delicious though. You don't yes. like it. I love oh, it. Oh, you've had it. Yes. Yes, it's I delicious. love stinky yeah. tofu. But, uh, yeah, that's and that's literally what they call it, stinky tofu. But I think I'm falling in love with the traditional Taiwanese food. It's actually quite delicious. Yeah. They got dumplings, they have Ooh. um they have, oh okay, you have boiled and, and fried. Boiled and fried. You have tempura, you have a lot um, of tapianki, lots of soups. And yeah. that's actually good for you. Right. Yeah. They do like to eat well in a way. They yeah, they it's very actually, healthy. You it's know what's actually healthy. funny, and I know I'm going off topic, but you see lots of elderly people. Like you think they're 80, 90 years old. Yo, nah. That. These people are riding bicycles, they're riding motorcycles, like they like, no Actually in the park, in every park over here, there's like a jungle gym or like a workout little uh, uh, pull up bars, there's you know all the kinds of things. Grannies are pulling up. Grannies and grandpas are out there doing stretches, putting their feet up to their head you know, doing all these pull-ups. The and he's not even exaggerating, things, hey? The craziest <laughs> things. We took a hike up the mountain, like, a couple of weeks ago. And as we were going up the mountain, you know, you know how the typical stretch, you stretch your legs and stuff like that. This lady was, like, doing aerobics or yoga there. This just granny. Granny, bruh. <laughs> you, 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 you're better than me, bruh. I'm not saying I'm fit, but, I mean, for real. For yeah, real. so it's I, crazy. I, really, I think it's good though because they're healthy. That's why they they don't age quickly. They don't. They really don't. They look so so young because yeah. they eat healthy food and they exercise. They do. And their ex- definition of they exercise doesn't mean you have to go to the gym, get a membership. Yes. No, it means taking a walk every day. Yes. Taking a walk every day. So I think. We can learn a lot from that. Yeah. I think we can learn a lot from the education system. I think we can all learn a lot from teaching our children about different cultures. We can learn a lot from exercise. That exercise doesn't mean going to the gym. It means a young walk, you know, up and down the stairs. That's enough. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's all for today. Okay, guys. Thank you very much for listening in. Um... We'll try and keep this a weekly thing because it's actually very, very fun for us and we hope you're enjoying it too. 
So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for more to come. Yes, yes, yes. And don't forget, you can find us on Facebook. And please, please, please let us know. Bring those requests in. Send them in. Let us know what you want to hear. What you want to hear. We can tell you so many things, but we want to know what do you want to hear. Stay blessed. We love you. God is love.